the college football experience week 12 picks and preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-I-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Yes, uh, Prize Picks is DFS simplified. Head over PrizePicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Yes, uh, sign up to bet against your friends to join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by better fantasy. Better fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on head to head matchups. Download the app today, or just head to better fantasy. That's B E T T O R fantasy.com slash S G P N. That's better fantasy.com slash S G P N. And of course, don't forget to download the S G P N app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that thing in the apple store or Google play store for free today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome to the college football experience week 12 preview and picks. I mean, shit, we're already 12 weeks in. I don't know what to do. My name is Colby swing and Dan to base dad, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's have some fun. We only have a few more weeks of football or college football. It is, but you know, we got a lot of other football NFL and then USFL. this guy's on board to, uh, to talk USFL at all times, but he loves picking college games. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke of the Sun Belt. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kids, stealing, wailing and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, tune me coaching up. Coaching, all, all, our coaching did a horrible <laughs> job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second <laughs> half. It sucked. It stunk. Okay. <laughs> salute to UConn. There you go. There's some music for you. Yeah, salute to UConn for hiring Jim Mora. Should probably lead off the episode with that. But before we get to that, give it up for DFS God himself. The rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Bow. Hey, I know this is the uh, college football podcast, but we just finished watching my George Mason, my alumni, beating the Maryland Terrapins, the hated Maryland Terrapins. Take that, Terps. Boom. Hey, guys. How's it going? There's some music for you. Cue the NCA 14 music, dude. And how about that win by George Mason? Subscribe to the College Basketball Experience, where we break down college basketball seven days a week over there, or year round. Subscribe to both feeds. Uh, George Mason doing things on the basketball front again. And hey, Brad Edwards, your athletic director, former South Carolina Gamecock safety. Former Washington Redskins safety, Super Bowl champ, his assistant Get a football team. <laughs> yes, his assistant athletic director Daryl Green, one of the greatest corners ever, better than Rod Woodson, and <laughs> and uh, look, get a football team. You guys both 
sitting there. What do you got to do? Yeah, if you're really How can serious two about former NFL players not have a football program. Es- Sorry, Pat. Especially no. when the Redskins aren't even the Redskins anymore. That whole area loves football. They're thirsty for it. Yeah. Give that horse a drink of water. You know, give the people <laughs> what they want. <laughs> it's going to help the basketball team. If you're taking basketball seriously, get a football team. It raises the clout of the entire athletic department. Yes. And we all know football is the thing that really is. It, it, it will just bring you a ton of money. All right. Look Dude, at JMU put them now. In like the Sun Belt. put them in the sun belt so they can rival JMU too. Oh my gosh. Oh, that'd be, that'd be beautiful. Glorious. That's what I'm saying. Get it going. Get the ball rolling. Mason. <laughs> It's glorious. If, I can talk shit to Patty C oh every man. time my Patriots yes. smack those boys around. And, and check us oh, out. I will send a t-shirt, a college football <laughs> experience t-shirt to anyone that tweets at George Mason university saying, start your football team. Boom. All right. How How's about that? that at, at the Colby D send me that shit. Show me that. Let's let's start a movement. Let's start our own football team, folks. All right? Is it? It's it's not that hard. Let's do this. All right? Let's yeah, do we're it. We're all patriots here. You yes. Know? If you're a patriot, prove it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now, look. I know we alluded to this uh, a little bit uh, while we're in the introduction. Jim Mora, friend of the program, Jim Mora, Jr. And uh, I guess I will go back to uh, to uh, play in the uh, first off. Let's go. Um, he is the coach of UConn. So, coaching, all, we're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. UConn did not do a horrible job. It's a great hire, Nick. Your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for UConn to get any coach that we've heard of <laughs> has to be a good hire because I don't think a lot of uh, coaches, you know, are really, you know, have the itch to go coach at UConn. So. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's a good hire. We'll see. It's a tough place to win. Uh, there's not a whole lot of local talent, but UConn's had a solid football program in the past, and maybe this is the right guy to uh, bring him back up. Patty. Well, when you're hanging banners, you start to attract talent like this. <laughs> so yes, maybe there's a correlation there. <laughs> um, and then what do you got? You got Joey McGuire hired at Texas Tech. He was a Baylor assistant with Matt Rule and Dave Aranda. What do we make of that, Nick? I mean, I don't know the guy specifically, but uh, Baylor's had a good coaching staff for a while. He knows the lay of the land in Texas and in the Big Twelve. Uh, I think it's a question mark just because I don't think most people know who he is. So uh, it, I, I think it remains to be seen. I think uh, they were a little too quick to fire. Uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Matt Wells. Matt Wells, because I think Matt Wells was actually doing a pretty solid job this year. Uh, and he was really turning around that defense some too. They actually had somewhat of an, of a decent defense this year. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, I, I guess, it, you know, a lot of things make sense about the hire. Patty see what do you think about Joey McGuire to Texas tech? I don't know a, a ton about him. Obviously, you know, Texas is very incestuous with their coaches, not in a bad way. I don't mean that in a, you know, and a slight, but they, they keep their coaches in state. And so I think that's a huge thing for recruiting in, in the state of Texas. And it's probably a, probably a good hire. I, I would guess. I mean, based on what Baylor's done at this point, it's tough to tough to argue it. I'm seeing, like you said, Aranda name being kicked around for the USC job. He's from, I, I've heard LSU USC does Dave Aranda does Baylor really that much of a stepping stone. We've seen this a few times. Uh, uh, we hear Lincoln Riley right now to LSU talk. What do you make? What do you guys make of that talk going on out there? Is that just bullshit or what? Well, he's kind of hit his plateau at Oklahoma, you know, and maybe but they're, they're about to join the SEC. Yeah, but yeah. there's more talent at his disposal in the state of Louisiana than there is in Oklahoma. Plus, both are adjacent to Texas, so but I still, think either Oklahoma way, Oklahoma is more football than LSU. Probably a little bit. Yes, a little historically, bit historically. Yeah, historically, definitely. But yeah. over the last twenty years, no. Look, Brian Bosworth never went to LSU. Do I need? <laughs> do I need to fire up the song? Jeez, I mean, um, was yeah. that was that the song? Was that your first dance uh, wedding song? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
What else do we got going on this? Uh, Mel Tucker offered like a hundred million dollar extension. Can we talk about that for a second? I'm pretty sure he's going to sign this. <laughs> uh, I just think Michigan State. Uh, be, I look, I'm not. I, obviously, it's not a bad hire at this point, but I will just say, I don't think Michigan State is that legit. I don't think they're that legit. Now, however, I will say. Um, that what's, what's my guy's name? Gary Barta. Is that the athletic director of Iowa? That's on the college football playoff committee. Yeah. I, I think this is pretty funny. I, let me find this quote real quick, but what do you make of the, the hundred million dollar uh, potential deal or not? I think it's $95 million, but with Mel Tucker uh, for 10 years, 10 years, that would make him. I want to say what would that make him the highest paid coach in all of college football? Or right, right there. I think he'd be among the tops, but I don't think number one, top uh, three or four for sure. What do you What do you make of that? You think You think it's uh, it's worth it? <laughs> I or? think it's jumping the gun. I mean, this is a team that went to overtime with Nebraska this year, beat Indiana by five. Uh, you know, got severely outgained by Michigan to pull that upset. Lost at Purdue. You know, they are not. You know, they're not Ohio State yet, <laughs> and that's an Ohio it, State contract. It's also a team that went two and five last year. Granted, it was his first season during COVID, but he, it, this is definitely jumping the gun. I mean, kudos on having a nice season, sitting at nine and one. But we all know they're kind of phony, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's definitely jumping, uh, jumping the gun. I think the jury's still out. Uh, like I said, you know, give him all the credit in the world for having a nice twenty twenty one. But man, that is I. I don't know, man. That seems like it's a little early to be offering him that kind of money and that kind of years. Yeah, and uh, I saw they bought out that Boise State game next year. <laughs> uh, well, apparently uh, Sparty's flush with cash. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. So. Uh, now Gary Bardis comments that I was alluding to says uh, this is the reason for Michigan being ahead of Michigan State. Set aside watching the games. <laughs> Right. That's though. That's certainly a part of it, but statistically in every category, offensively and defensively, Michigan comes out on top over Michigan state. See, this is ridiculous because if you're going to do this, Oregon is ahead of Ohio state and Ohio state's ahead of Oregon statistically in every, in every department. Yeah. So you are not doing that in that capacity. Yeah. If you're a Michigan state fan, you gotta be irate with this shit. Th- there's literally no difference between those two. You know, what do you mean? Those two situations. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's none. Right. So you are then favoring it. I guess Oregon has a, no, they both have a loss to an inferior team. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I think it's ridiculous that there's that blatant of an inconsistency. That statement is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous statement because Western Kentucky has got like the top offense in the country right now. So, I mean, what a dumb, just to state that you're looking at the statistics in every category, Michigan, the new guys, it's nothing you, I mean, every year they use an argument to prop up one team where they don't use it on another. I mean, this is the same old thing year in, year out. I don't know why you're getting fired up Colby. Well, no, because, because, because Nick, you got to point this out to the audience. (laughs) It might not be different for us, but maybe for the audience, Colby's passion is what drives the cause his (laughs) unending passion to correct. Well, this well, uh, atrocity. Our audience. I have faith in our 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 audience. I think <laughs> they're well aware. They're well aware of this. Of this and sham. They're on board for a much larger playoff well, as well. At least I hope so. Well, if not, maybe they want to buy a timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, look. Um, but look. I, if he's going to state this, then how about he states the fact that Michigan didn't play a road game the whole first month of the season? Then. Details you know what I mean? Like if you're going to really dive omitted. into this shit, it's <laughs> right. like, well, I'm sure your stats are better at home. That's a fact in college football. Your stats are better when you're playing at home. And if you've played less ho- or road games, well then it dilutes the fucking stats. Yeah. Look guys, it's pretty simple. Michigan's a bigger brand. Yeah. <laughs> and Oregon and Ohio state are similar size brands. Yeah. And so, I mean, Ohio state's a much bigger band, but Oregon is still very marketable on the national scale. Whereas Michigan state really doesn't have much of that going on. Phil no. Knight. Right to check. Yeah. Everyone's trying to wear those necks. All right. All right. Uh, I think that's all the off season talk. What else? I mean, uh, if I'm Mel Tucker, I'm signing that contract at least, you know, no, no later than 1159 
on Saturday morning because once that Ohio oh, State taste, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I got a shout out. I know this will be tweeted, I think, later in the week here, but I do have to shout out. Where am I at here? Uh, I got. Is this? Am I on the right feed here? I wonder uh, how big the buyout on that kind of contract is too. I, I got a shout out our guy Nagels Bagels on Twitter, who uh, he's got. He didn't want to do a tweet yet, and hopefully he will uh, once this gets cashed, or if it does get cashed. But he sent me uh, a bunch of screenshots of uh, a lot of the the plays he he did from listening to the college football experience. Uh, North Carolina State over six and a half wins, one. Indiana under seven and a half wins, win. Kansas over one and a half wins, or I'm sorry, one or one and a half. I think his was one and a half. Uh, Miami under nine and a half, or no, under ten wins. Was that? Jeez, so ridiculous. <laughs> um, Kansas State over five and a half wins. Um, I mean, we just loaded up the board, guys, on uh, North Carolina under. Nine and a half wins. Look, I mean, he's he said he's still waiting on Navy, Virginia, and Minnesota before he tweets. Um, but we we were we were absolute fire with him. Wow. Absolute fire, and that's why he subscribed to the college football experience. Those are our win total episodes. When really I I don't think we were wrong in much. I also cashed on Notre Dame. Notre Dame's already cashed for me. East Carolina's already cashed for me as locks. Yep. Now the only one that's that uh we were wrong about at the moment. And, and before we get dive into these games um, at the moment, we, we don't have Navy there yet, but Navy could get there. We don't have law tech there, but we could get there. San Jose state is a loss. That is one we are wrong on what about Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern can still get there. They won last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and then Georgia state is a win for us. And same with Charlotte as oh. locks oh. that were on there too. Oh. So, that's why you subscribe to the college football experience. Michigan hit too. Did he put that in there? Oh yeah, Michigan for you hit. Yeah, Bound. yeah, and ULM, ULM hit for you. There it is. <laughs> so just and Texas under hit for us too. We're just killing it. That's why you subscribe. Tell a friend. Subscribe to the college football experience. All right, let's hop into this Thursday night. Nick is excited. Great college basketball slate. I'm sure he's going to have to put college basketball on ice. I know that Xavier Ohio state matchup pretty loaded tomorrow. He's going to put that on ice for Louisville Duke. I ain't watching that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Louisville laying 20 in Durham. Look, we saw coach K's grandson get a DUI uh, in Durham. Is there a chance David Cutcliffe, uh, his grandson perhaps will be driving around. What is his name? Hunter. Uh, or Gunner Holmberg. <laughs> Gunner Holmberg's hurt. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, he wasn't playing that great. Uh, granted, Duke struggles is definitely not all on the quarterback. They do have the 129th ranked defense in the country, which is second to last in all <laughs> FBS. Uh, they're giving up 500 yards per game. They uh, are in the midst of a six game losing streak where they've given up over 45 points each game. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. In the last ten ACC games, Duke is winless. <laughs> In the last twenty-two conference games, they're two and twenty. Ben, ben Bennett's not Cut, walking through that door. Cutcliffe is living off what he did like five or six years ago. I hate to say it. I had a dream a couple of nights ago that Duke fired him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bad. I, I love. I mean, I love Coach Cut. He, he's a. I mean, he's a good dude. Hilarious. But I think it's just time is up. And I think Louisville is going to roll here. Uh, lock up Louisville. Lay the points. I'm not going to lock it up, but I will lay the twenty. I'll jump on a lock with Nick <laughs> right off the bat here, dude. Dude, uh, they almost covered against Pitt, and Louisville's defense, I think, is still shaky a little bit. Although Louisville looked great last week, blowing out Syracuse, dude. Their last f- uh, five games, right, uh, or six games. 31 point loss include that. Now the four point loss against Georgia tech was keeping it close relatively, but uh, Georgia tech and Louisville. Who's better Louisville, right? Yeah. Yeah. But 48 point loss to Virginia, 38 point loss to wake forest. Uh, I guess Pitt was the closest at 25 points. And then uh, uh, what a 31 point loss against Virginia (laughs) tech. Louisville is as good as a lot of the teams I just mentioned are close and 20 and a half. 
I'm taking I'm taking the Cardinals and I'll lock it with you, Nick. Mm. If the mm. if the Hokies and that awful offense can cover or can win by that many points, I mean, come on. Yeah. So so the Patty C and NC Nick are locking that up. Um, all right. Well, Friday. Shame on you, college football. You did five games on Friday. You couldn't have thrown one of those on Thursday with Louisville and Duke. We couldn't have got Air Force Nevada or something like that. An awesome game. Yeah, Friday's got uh, Southern Miss at La Tech, Nick, and that is one that if we hit, there we go. We are home. Uh, Air Force Nevada. That's a great game. Uh, Memphis Houston. That's a pretty good game. Arizona at Washington State, and then San Diego State in the Death Star. We will hit on all of these, but just let you know, Friday night that's the action. We'll start off with. I some- love I love having five games on Friday night. Finally, they listened to us. Well, uh, no, but on Thursday they gave us Louisville Duke by himself. True, they should <laughs> switch it up. I guess are they afraid to go up against some shitty NFL game? Seriously. Uh, uh, well, I mean, so that if so, I guess I get the reason for putting Duke on. Look, every every uh, living room in America should be forced to have God's eye, so yeah. that they're encouraged to put more of these games on the weeknights. Mm-hmm. For forced to have God's eye, like it's a bad thing. Well, <laughs> if it was so lucky to have God's eye, I mean, we need to enforce it. Everyone, go follow God at God's Eye SGPN on Twitter, just so you'll stay in the know with God's eye. Um, it's very important. It's very essential <laughs> to the future of America. Uh, Southern Miss at La Tech. La Tech laying fifteen and a half points currently, guys. That's a lot of points. It Southern is. Miss played UTSA fairly well last week, guys. I'll take the points, but give me La Tech to get that cover and send us home. <laughs> this is a tough one, a little bit, but I think it's just a a point or two too many. So I'll ride with you on Southern Miss. Nick, you know what they did last week is they they totally abandoned the pass. They had Frank Gore Jr., the running back, play quarterback. They went like all wildcat, and they had some success keeping it close against UTSA. Dude, that was a tie I mean, game in the like the fourth quarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think they only threw like six passes all game long, so they they went run heavy. Colby should like them. Yeah, uh, but in general, that 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 you know proud program. I mean, they're they're bad. They're they've been really bad well, lately. It's year uh, one under Will Hall. It, it, true. I, I feel like you know we kind of. I mean, I thought they'd be bad this year. Maybe not this bad, but right. Yeah. But I, uh, overall, I agree. I think it's a little t- a little too many points, especially if they just run the ball like every down. They can you know shorten the game. Uh, I think La Tech wins, but yeah, give me the points too. It will be interesting to see if uh, La Tech catches on to that offensive scheme if they keep that going. I mean, yeah. running Wildcat every play might work for one week, but yeah. I don't think that's a <laughs> full season plan. Uh, Air Force travels to Reno, Nevada, guys, and this is a awesome. I mean, did I mention that an awesome game right now? Um, now this is one where Nevada is laying a point and a half. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock up. I'm gonna take you to the land down under and lock up the Wolfpack at home. I know Air Force is good, but I just feel like Nevada needs a win here. They got a tough loss, last second field goal by San Diego State last week. Um, so uh, yeah, give me uh, give me Nevada to get it done against the pa- or against the Falcons uh, as uh, Air Force. By the way, I guess Air Force playing for a little bit more in this, but Nevada's still alive. To, so if San Diego State loses at UNLV or next week home to Boise State, well, home if you want to call it home in in LA or in Carson. Um, so San Diego State could very well lose this week or next week, right? If that happens, then it comes down to tiebreakers. Now, San Diego State does have the tiebreaker on Nevada, so th- unfortunately for Nevada, they need San Diego State to lose twice. What about uh, Fresno? That's what I'm saying. Fresno has the no, but Fresno has the tiebreaker on San Diego State, and Fresno beat Nevada. Oh, so, so Fresno bas- would win out if they. So basically, they need Fresno to lose twice and San Diego. They're still oh, like mathematically alive, but it's looking bleak. And then uh, Air Force. Just one game behind uh, Utah State, and if if you pull up the uh, the Aggie schedule here, I believe Utah State still has to play. I think they got one more tough game. Let me just make sure I'm right. Um, 
as Utah state. What a great job. Blake Anderson is doing. Um, yeah. Utah state's remaining schedule. They get Wyoming this week. Who's decent. And then at new Mexico. So you gotta like Utah state uh, in a, in a spot here, but Wyoming could beat them. You never know. Um, what are you doing here, Nick? I'm with you. I'm not gonna lock it up. I think uh, Nevada's a slightly better team, and they're at home, and they're only favored by a, a point or two. So yeah, I think it, ma- it makes sense to to ride with the home team, especially in a primetime game. Hopefully that crowd is you know active and uh, you know gives them the the edge they need. So yeah, give me a Nevada. All righty, Patty C. What are you doing? Well, I'm looking it up now. Air Force has never won a Mountain West championship since its inception in 1999. So this could be that banner year that they've been looking for. Uh, but Nevada is really good. So I don't know, I guess I'll ride with you guys. Cause I don't have a great feel for this, but at home, I guess I got to give it to the Wolfpack. All right. Memphis fresh off a loss. East Carolina's bowling. Did I mention that guys? Is that the sax in the background? Just fucking <laughs> um, just giving me a chub. ECU over here. takes care of Memphis in overtime. The Pirates on the way back to winning a national championship in the coming years. Uh, but Memphis <laughs> travels to Houston. Houston laying eight and a half, nine shop around. Houston, are they on the verge of an eleven and one season that I, in the preseason, said is possible because of that schedule? Nick, what are you doing here? I'm all about Houston. Uh, if you guys don't know, Memphis struggles on the road this year. They are just one and three with the lone win at Arkansas state 55 to 50. Uh, <laughs> and that's a bad Arkansas state team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Memphis even lost a temple on the road this year. And I mean, temple sucks. Yeah. So they're uh, yeah, I mean, Houston's nine and one They're They're now ranked. They got a lot to play for. They got a top 10 ranked defense. Give me Houston. Lock it up. Lock it up, Patty C. NC Nick locking it up. Dude, we are coming out hot with locks. I know. Uh, this episode. Well, buddy, it's not gonna be a lock battle, but it is gonna be a disagreement. You're going, you're going tigers? I'm going tigers, buddy. Cause listen up. They have only lost one game this season by more than six points. They lost by three to UTSA, three to uh Temple, six to Tulsa, and by one in overtime to East Carolina, they keep games close. They're a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team. So it, it kind of depends on which one shows up. They're capable of winning some big games like Mississippi state. Obviously that was bullshit, but either way, I think their record isn't reflective of how good they are. Granted Houston's having a great year, but I think eight and a half is just a little too much. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land. Uh, Nick swayed me. I was originally going to do Memphis. I'm on Houston. I think, I think Holgerson makes a point here. I think they're going to the AAC championship. Well, they are riding a wave of power. I mean, cause if what continue- happened to your Wahoos in basketball last night, Ooh. <laughs> Houston, Ooh. Houston <laughs> laid it on Tony Bennett. Jeez. We're figuring it out. Working out the kinks. <laughs> uh, all right. Arizona, the Wildcats. tell that little wildcat behind the wheel to uh, bet on the wildcats this weekend because they're getting 15 in Pullman. And I say that's too much. I, this is a potential lock. I didn't lock it, Ooh. but I like Arizona to cover this. Arizona's they're good at being chi- I actually think that look, you look at that schedule or that record and say one and nine, you can look, look at this. They have an eight point loss to BYU, right? Obviously a bad FCS loss. I can't, I can't, uh, I, I have no excuses there, but it is it, a brand new coach week three, uh, Oregon. That score is deceiving. They played Oregon much closer than that score was. Uh, then I thought they played UCLA decently tough. Now the Colorado game, no excuses, but then Washington, they lose by five uh, USC. They only lose by seven. They beat Cal. They played Utah really close last week. I think, I think Arizona is actually not that bad. I kind of like their future. I think the fish hire might be uh decent. Are they, is he the Marcus Arroyo of the, uh, of the state down South? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of. Uh, I'm going to take the 15 Nick. What are you doing? Yeah. Right there with you. Uh, Arizona is four and O ATS in their last four games. So obviously they're playing a lot better. That's not re- yet resulting in wins, but it is resulting in covers. And I think they go on the road and covered that big spread again. Patty C what are you doing? Well, I am curious because um, 
Washington State has some good wins on their resume. I mean, they kind of slapped around Cal. I think Washington State's going to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, you know, get, getting more than two touchdowns. Yeah, I'll take the Wildcats. Chicken burrito time. I'm out. There you go, Patty. See, chicken burrito time, and he's out. Boom. All right. Friday night, folks, in the Death Star. I told you. I told you last week. You come from a land down two straight weeks. The, the running rebels have locked it up and done the job for me. Did you hear the thunder? Because that is them pulling that sweet ass slot machine on the sideline and the death star and that filthy dome. Here's what's going to happen. UNLV plus 11 and dare I say it sprinkle <laughs> sprinkle some oh, on the money man. line. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. Give me the 11 points. Who's coming with me. That's a lock. Talk about a, an amazing turnaround. If he pulls that one off over a nine and one San Diego state, just beat Hawaii by two touchdowns. <laughs> San Diego state has been winning a lot of games close. You know, I do think that that's a lot of points, but listen, this is a two and eight team versus a nine and one team. And it's only 10 and a half points. I think I'm taking San Diego state. Wow. It's a two and eight team mm. but look into it. Two point loss to Eastern Washington, top 10 FCS team, right? FCS. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then two, t- two terrible performances against Arizona state and Iowa state, but look eight point loss to Fresno state in Fresno, seven point loss to UTSA the national champions, uh, <laughs> four point loss to Utah state first place in the mountain division. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be seven point loss to San Jose state who won the mountain West last year. This team's cutting edge. Marcus Arroyo's building something. Give me the running revs against our gals with 11 points, Nick. Well, I'm a little concerned. Uh, I mean, San Diego State has the number three rush defense in the country. We know UNLV likes to get the ground game going with Charles Williams. If they can make them one dimensional, I think it's gonna be tough for UNLV. But I just think it's too many points, and I think I don't think San Diego State really blows anybody out. So I think it opened up at like 13 or 12 and a half. It's dropped a couple points, but still anything over 10, I like UNLV. There we go. All right. All right. All right. And that concludes Friday's action here. And I will, before we hop into Saturday, I did forget two other headlines. Justin Fuentes out at Virginia tech guys. Oh, shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Lake is out at Washington. That's oh, somewhat of a shocker, a shocker. Uh, as a, if you would have asked, you know, a lot of people at the beginning back in August, uh, those are two big jobs. Dude, the, the number yeah. of giant jobs out there right now yeah. is insane. UMass and Yukon. Well, Yukon's filled now, but though UMass is a giant <laughs> job. Um, <laughs> if you look at how much work you got to do, <laughs> uh, I'm just curious, uh, Virginia tech, JC price interim head coach. I remember I'm old enough. I remember JC price as the defensive lineman for the Hokies back in the nineties. Um, what do you make of this Patty? C? Well, what do I make of the firing or what do I make, what do I make of the opening? The yeah. firing is long overdue. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of players went to bat for Fuente. Well, he seems like a great dude. And I think he d- never got a fair shake. It would have been nice if the players had gone to bat to him and uh, for him on what? the field instead of well, on Twitter and huh? in the locker room. Or, yeah, exactly. Or instead of all the guys transferring out every year. Yeah, so exactly. yeah. the, the head and hooker look is bad. <laughs> it's like, he looks great one of like Tennessee. 30, but yeah. yeah, that's one of the worst ones. Um, yeah, I mean it's due. I I think there are a lot of good candidates out there, but I think Virginia Tech needs something special because they can they can you know gravitate back toward mediocrity if they don't get the right guy. They're not well, that especially kind of program. with JMU coming up to the Sun Belt. Yeah. Fuck around and hire the wrong guy, <laughs> Virginia Tech. I still think Virginia Tech. Is, first off, they're in the coastal, which is a good thing for them. They have a great home field environment, and and they're, there's talent all around them. You know, being in Southern Virginia, even though out west, a big deal. They got to drive a couple hours east. Uh, so I, Virginia Tech is still a very good job. So I don't think they're going to fall back to where what they were when like Beamer was, you know, back in like the '80s or something. Well, right? if they hire uh, Shane Beamer, maybe. <laughs> well, I don't. Think I'm joking, Shane. I'm joking, Shane. It's on year one. I can't give the guy a hard time. All right, folks. I want to tell you that the college football experience week 12 premium picks episodes brought to you by WinBet. ready to win money and boost your odds. Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. 
Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in and all your favorite teams, players, and sports from college football, college basketball, NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and more. And WinBet has some sweet new bo- uh, bonuses that are you got to check out. New users can bet one dollar and win a hundred on any sport. Plus, you can get up to fifteen hundred dollars as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of twenty dollars or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it two hundred percent. Means you put a hundred dollars down, Patty C. You get a two hundred dollar free bet. All right, max wager for that is seven hundred fifty, meaning they'll match at fifteen hundred. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Ready to play? Well, sign up today to receive a special offer—a risk-free thousand-dollar sports bet. Mm-hmm. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the bet, the WinBet app now, or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com. Saturday morning, God's eye will be rocking. And I want to start off with these four games, Patty C. All right, five games. I'm sorry. Six, maybe. All right. <laughs> All right, ready? Charleston Southern, the Buccaneers head to Athens, Georgia to take on Georgia. The committee has said no- wins in November are more important than wins in September, like Cincinnati's win at Notre Dame. So. Will the Bulldogs be able to beat Charleston Southern? Critical matchup here. Yes. All they have to do is win outright. And the and the committee will honor it like any other victory. Right? Nick, what do you think of this game? Well, so not just like, you know, their their November schedule is Charleston Southern, Georgia Tech, Missouri, and at Tennessee. So that is a very easy end to your year. I mean, t- at Tennessee. Somewhat challenging. Georgia, no problem. Obviously, Georgia's the best team in the country, but Missouri, Georgia Tech, and Charleston Southern. All right, there you go. Great November, Bulldogs. Yeah, UTEP could beat them. Well, they they had an easy September, October, and November this year. Uh, all right. Well, well, the second game. So God's eye will be rocking with that on the pupil, perhaps. Then Prairie View A and M travels to College Station, Texas, to take on Texas A and M guys. What do you make of that matchup, Nick? It's pathetic, man. <laughs> pathetic. They're Pat, not even putting spreads yeah. on any of these. No, or, or? no. Then, then, oh, we do have a spread on this one. New Mexico State, new to the SEC after last <laughs> week's uh, Alabama game, they traveled to Lexington, Kentucky, to take on Kentucky. They're getting thirty-six and a half points. Nick, I'm riding with I, the I'm riding with the Aggies. What are you doing? I, I, I think so. I took him last week. Also, you actually swayed me into taking him last week, and, and Bama still covered. But give me the Aggies one more time, just because they have those sweet ass guns. That logo's great. That cowboy just is. shooting off a couple pistols with God, a big ass mustache. God bless Las Cruces. Uh, uh, Tennessee likes mustaches. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, uh, I How like many girls have gotten down on that guy? Right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Those uh, fucking bar barroom pussies. <laughs> Uh, you're taking a 36 and a half Patty C. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Uh, what are they? Uh, New Mexico state Aggies. Yeah. They're, they're in Lexington Why is an Aggie got guns. That's like an agricultural worker. <laughs> you should have like a shovel. Or hey, you know, some guy gives you shit. You got to blast him. That's All true. Right? Fuck your shovel. Dude, <laughs> Aggies are rednecks. They got guns. That's true. It fits. It fits. Look, I, I, I want to give a little credit to Nick Saban here. The guy has mastered the art of dialing it back. Like almost on a weekly basis, it's forty nine to nothing or forty nine to three. At wait, half you're time. giving him credit. How about I'll give him credit when he doesn't schedule New Mexico State. You yeah. filthy fuck. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like unsportsmanlike just to put them on your schedule. Yes. So. This is a team that went five hundred in the FCS spring schedule. Yeah. All right. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um. Okay. Then though, nine a.m. Still, I know you're excited for this. Eddie George and Tennessee State come into Starkville, Mississippi to take on Mike Leach. A little Eddie George, Mike Leach matchup. Look, I love Coach Leach, but what the fuck is this game? All right, Nick, what do you make of this one? Is it fun? Yeah, I can't wait to watch this one. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be offense. Uh, no, uh, once again, uh, yeah, come on. Patty C. Uh, I'm more curious about what is the long term. Uh, Prospects for a team like Tennessee State. Can he grow that like prime well, time? Well, they're five and five in the FCS, and Richard Dent went there, so that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mississippi State getting it going. Uh, 
And like we said, moving in the right direction week by week. So, <laughs> well, uh, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Kudos to Mac Brown for for realizing what the SEC does. Because Wofford comes into Chapel Hill. <laughs> what a great game. Nick, what do you make of your boys? You going to go to this one? No, seriously, this is a problem, though. So, the ACC is basically taking a, a page out of the SEC's book. UNC does it now. I think Clemson's done yeah. it in previous years. And if you don't explain the playoffs, what's stopping other conferences? Like, you know what? Screw this. We're getting jobbed out of playoff bursts. We're getting jobbed out of millions and millions of dollars. Fuck it. We're going to start doing this also. And then the sport as a whole suffers. Yeah. Yeah. People just need to to open their eyes to it. That's, that's what I think. Um, uh, But before we get to the actual good games at 9 AM, UMass travels to army. I want to throw this in that, that, that mix here. Army laying thirty-seven. Uh, I almost didn't want to take. I, mean, I, I think I faded Army last I week. I faded them and, and they what covered like a forty-nine a spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mistake. Army can fucking score. When are they going to start pulling in top-end recruits? I almost want to have you come <laughs> over to God's Eye and have God's Eye on all these games. All right, because the <laughs> fact that it's on at one at one time: Charleston, Southern Georgia, Prairie View, Texas A&M, New Mexico State, Kentucky, Tennessee State, Mississippi State, Walford, North Carolina, and UMass Army. Instead of all the good games, I want to make you suffer through that. We're going to see if we can well, find <laughs> one game within thirty points at halftime. <laughs> well, Dundee says it every year. College football, the only sport that kind of fizzles out by the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense. You you obviously you want your sport to gain traction, gain momentum, gain steam as it progresses. <laughs> and then you get all these bullshit games. Yeah. I mean, th- this is what I mean. I, I still can't believe when I see people say the regular season matters. Right? Uh, well, if yeah. Okay, sure. The regular season matters, then then how about those Michigan State fans right now with Michigan ranked above them? Huh? How about UTSA being undefeated and being like number twenty-five in the fucking poll? Yeah. All their games are useless. They're not even sniffing anything. You build yeah. all that momentum to that one big uh, undefeated <laughs> clash, and then two weeks later, you're below them. <laughs> what the fuck? Such a useless regular season. Let's fix it. We can fix it, guys. If we all put our minds together, we can stop Prairie View from scheduling Texas A&M. <laughs> Actually, they're they're cashing in more more so Texas A and M style. All right, no, now for real, God's eye, uh, nine a.m. I will have this, I think, on the main one, and I, I think this is, I don't know, we'll see on the pupil. We might have Wake Forest travels to Clemson. Clemson, a four and a half point favorite. What? Who? Huh? Clemson? <laughs> Clemson. <laughs> Give me Wake Forest plus four and a half. Let's do this damn thing, Sam Hartman. This is the game where Wake Forest makes a statement. To the rest of the world, come play at Wake Forest. Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, anything more than a field goal, I'm taking Wake Forest. Uh, I mean, cl- the Clemson offense may be a little bit better the last couple of weeks. I mean, granted, it helps when you have UConn. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's still the offense has big question marks, and I think Wake can do enough offensively. So give me the points. What are you seeing it at? Four and a half. Four and a half. That's outrageous. Yeah. Why? You know, if anything, I would expect this to be about a three point. Win for uh, Clemson at most, but yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, money line all the way. Is yeah. that even like a, a not yeah. not a bold play at all? <laughs> uh, In fact, I'm locking it. I'm locking. Yeah, there it. we go. There we go. All right. Uh, at nine a.m. Still, guys, it's, it is actually a good slate considering you have all that shit on one side of college football. But uh, Michigan State travels to Ohio State, where Michigan State's getting nineteen and a half points right now. Look, I talk a lot of shit about Michigan State. I know they have a horrible defense, especially when it comes to the pass defense. There, that's another thing. You're about to give a hundred million dollars to a guy who's got the 111th ranked defense. <laughs> and the, and as of last week, I believe it was 130th in pass defense. But Isn't he a defensive guy? Yeah, he was a defensive back. <laughs> yeah, let let his offensive coordinator leave, and let's see what happens to that team. Uh, but I do think Michigan State will be able to score just enough points on that defense with Kenneth Walker and those those nice wideouts that Michigan State has. Give me a give me a thirty four seventeen final in Columbus. Sparty covers Nick. Uh, I'm disagreeing with you here, man. I'm on I'm on the Buckeyes. They're rolling. They're at home. Michigan State does not have the offense to keep up. Uh, Buckeyes roll here big time. Patty. You know, Ohio State's offense looks great against terrible defenses, 
But when they play a good defense, they're they're generally kept into that like thirty five and under kind of range. And I think uh, Michigan State's capable of scoring like seventeen on Ohio State, so I think Michigan State covers here. But Michigan State's defense is terrible. They are terrible. Oh, that, <laughs> that's, that's a good up. point. <laughs> uh, maybe re- rethink my inks on this a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, like like you guys in, in on the main podcast, you mentioned how well Michigan could pass on Michigan State. Yeah. That has to be a scary thought for anybody that's, that's betting Sparty. Yeah, that is true. Ugh, still too many points for a, a nine and one team to be given up at this point in the season. I don't care if it's counterfeit or not. I'm taking Sparty. There we go. There we go. Okay. Still at 9. AM. So we got that wake forest, Clemson, Iowa state travels to Norman where Matt Campbell. I mean, do I need to go through the fact that he seems to be what the first off there's talk that Lincoln Riley might be going to LSU. Maybe that's bullshit. Maybe that's not. Um, What's up with your boy anyway? And, and his little bitch ass about this, this field goal that Baylor kicked. Yeah. Look, he's look. And and to me, you're leaving the big 12 too. fuck you. Sorry, Lincoln Riley. You're in the wrong here. I'm glad. I hope Baylor. I hope every team runs it up on you. All right. Because, and also I, I love whoever tweeted this out that they kicked a field goal back in 2009. I think it was against Matt rule. In, 2018. In his, yeah. 2018. When it was unnecessary, they kicked a field goal. So dude, fuck them. Yeah. 20, 2018, they were up 63 33 under two minutes. And Lincoln Riley kicked a field goal with a minute 20 left to go up 66 33. Yeah. Okay. So what the hell are you complaining about? Well, I don't, I mean, did he, he called timeout to get the last field goal in Baylor? No, they had to come back out. Wait. Because the, the fans stormed the field, they thought the game was over. So then they had to come back out and then he still kicked the field goal. Fuck. So it. what? Yeah. No, especially cares? with the, what Oklahoma put Baylor into. I mean, there was speculation that they were going to be independent yeah. just I two mean, months ago. If, if you're right. not being a complete bitch, then shut the F up and take your L you've had it coming for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Dave Arena doing a great job. I hope he stays at Baylor, but no, look at this history guys. This is a, a history that I think Matt Campbell Okay, they lose Iowa State lost by six in the Big Twelve Championship last year, but they were driving before before Purdy took that sack. They were at about the 40, 35 yard line. Um earlier in the year they beat uh, uh Oklahoma 37-30. You go back to 2019 in Norman, Iowa State goes for two in the win. They don't get it. They lose by one, 42 41. Uh the year prior to that, Oklahoma did win by ten, but then the year prior to that in Norman. Iowa State beat Oklahoma 38-31. I'm telling you, Matt Campbell really does a great job against Oklahoma. Um Iowa State's catching four, four and a half, shop around. I think I think I'm gonna take the four and a half in Iowa State. I think Oklahoma gets the win, probably 38-35 or something. But give me the points, Nick. I totally agree. I think it's a 50-50 game. Uh it opened up at six and a half. I got I jumped on it early in the week, but still anything over a field goal. Even if even if it was so like Oklahoma minus two, I still might take Iowa State. Uh, yeah, so give me the Cyclones. This one is tough. I mean, I do favor Oklahoma here just because they find a way to win games, and uh, Iowa State hasn't been able to do that consistently this year. So uh, I don't know. It's really tough, but I think Iowa State does have that upset potential. Oklahoma's schedule was cakewalk early on, so this is one of their tougher games. Uh, I'm taking the Cyclones too. Boom! Heard it here first. Uh, still 9 a.m. folks. So we're going to have those three uh, on the big screen. And we have one more big screen available. Do we do Purdue at Northwestern in Wrigley field? Um, Purdue laying 11. Gotta be fun playing this one at Wrigley, right? Um, I'm, I'm on the boilermakers. What are you doing? Yeah, what we got Purdue. Sorry. I don't have um, to pull it up. Uh, Purdue laying 11 at North. Uh, well, it, yeah, I'm on the it's not at Northwestern. It's at Wrigley field, but basically basically Northwestern. Um, so Nick, what are you doing? I agree, man. That offense is cranking. I, I see no reason why it's going to stop against Northwestern. So give me Purdue. Yeah. They had a hiccup, but uh, I think they'll get back on it. And I think Northwestern hasn't figured it out all year. So I'll take the boilermakers. Yeah. I don't think that one makes God's eye. Maybe on the, maybe on the, the small TV, I think we go that right- game sucks. That's one of those big 10 games that sucks every year. Nobody cares. about. <laughs> I, I thought the Wrigley Nobody's field watching thing. Purdue Northwestern, yeah. the Wrigley <laughs> I don't, field, I don't care. they can put it up on the moon. If you want, I'm still going to watch. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, Florida State at Boston College. Is this one compelling, Mr. ACC? All right, <laughs> no, because the Seminoles can still <laughs> make a enough. bowl if they win against BC and Florida. Now they hit the road. BC laying two. I'm on Boston College because I think that was an emotional win against Miami. I think Jerkovic being back is a difference maker. Give me BC uh, in this one, Nick. What are you doing here? Yeah, I was kind of throwing Jerkovsky off the uh, under the bus last week, saying he wasn't healthy. Well, he looked good last week, so I guess he just needed that one warm up game against VT. I think he is back, and and he's definitely a difference maker. So give me BC. And I'm seeing f- 42 degrees. Yeah. yeah. Weather's a factor yeah. for these Florida boys this time of year going up to Boston. Uh, I'll ride with you guys. I'll go Boston college. All right. Texas, <laughs> Texas. Isn't it unbelievable? Texas first time they've lost five games since uh, the 1950s in a row. That is um, they traveled to Morgantown, West Virginia laying two and a half uh, before we handicap this game, folks. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Texas. For a team that is responsible solely for all the conference realignment in the past 20, <laughs> 21 years, and a team that puts out pretty much stinker football teams every year, with the exception <laughs> of uh, maybe uh, uh, five or six years in the early two thousands. I don't know if you can consider a ten and three year last year a stinker, but well, they did because <laughs> they fired their coach, true, true. right? Uh, so uh, five losses in a row. If they lose this, there's no chance at a bowl game. What do you make of what's going on in Austin, Texas? Nick, all I know is that they're very fun to root against and they put that on themselves growing up. I'd never had anything against Texas, even as far as like, I don't know, 10 years ago, no problems with Texas, whatever. They're just kind of there and you, you respected the talent they had, but uh, yeah, they've become pretty evil. And uh, I think most people that live outside the state of Texas now have a dislike of them. And uh, I mean, it, it's just hilarious how, how average they are. I mean, maybe even below average, they were 32 point favorites against Kansas. And right well, they're now they're four and six. <laughs> yeah. That is below average. And uh, do you think they're going to be able to make a bowl this year? Or, I mean, this is crazy. They were 10 and three a season ago and three losses by seven points or less. They were very close to being 13 and zero and playing in, bet- the, in the playoffs. Their best player on offense, Bijan Robinson, done for the year. That long travel to West Virginia, the exact place they don't want to go to in mid-November when their season is in the shitter. So uh, no, yeah, I, I think you have to go West Virginia here. I mean, Texas could still win this. It's not like West Virginia is that great, and Texas still has the talent. But I don't see how you have any faith in them on this road trip right now. Yeah, uh, and that's why I am gonna do this. Wow. I'm locking this up. Texas sucks, dude. They do suck. And I do think West Virginia at home is a completely different team than West Virginia on the road. Give me Levy Brown. Because West Neil Brown's coaching for a little bit of his job, too. I mean, I know Sark, Sark's probably not going to get fired in year one, I would think not. But uh, let me ask you that. With with West, this game here, if Texas loses this game, which I'm going to forecast that they do, next week they play Kansas State, who's 7 and 3 right now. If they go 4 and 8, I'm going to see the last time is there, if they go four and eight, what do we, ma- I mean, is Sark on the hot seat to start the season next year? Yes. I mean, we, we see what the expectations know, there are. They play ULM week one next year, but then they have Bama week two. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're going to be one and one. <laughs> <laughs> they might even lose yeah, to ULM right to- now. Could you actually say that they're, be- if Kansas is beating you, then ULM can beat you. <laughs> I guess. What do you mean? ULM beat Liberty. That, but going back to your other point about Neil Brown and West Virginia, look, they're 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 four and six also. They are. So I, I think West Virginia wants to make a bowl game. I think Texas, I don't think they want to make a bowl game. I mean, they they still think that they're like upper echelon. You know, they want to go to the Rose Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl or you know the playoffs or something. So I don't think I don't think that team is really rallying around. Hey, let's make a bowl game. I think West Virginia could be. So yeah, give me the Mountaineers. Yeah, I'm locking it up. Anyone want to join me? I'm not locking it just because West Virginia kind of sucks too, but <laughs> there is blood in the water. And yeah. that's, well, that's another thing is they only have this year, next year to stick it to Texas before they go to the sec. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure they don't have the same level. This is the last time disdain. Texas will be in Morgantown. Yeah, they should because they're, they, they're, there's still a chance. I know the big 12 is grabbing these teams, 
but there is still an uncertainty that this big 12 is not a conference in 10 years. Sure. In five and years, actually, you know, like I think West Virginia is going to land somewhere no matter what, but imagine if West Virginia landed in like the American cool. Yeah. I'm sure they want to stick it to Texas as bad. I mean, if, for the future of their program, maybe yeah. it's important. Uh, I just looked it up. Texas hasn't had, if they finished four and eight, cause they finished four and seven twice during this stretch, but they haven't finished at, with a pr- win percentage as bad as four and eight since 1956. <laughs> Bad Tom, start for Sark. Where, Tom Herman is sitting somewhere with a fucking cigar in his mouth, uh-huh. waiting for a phone call. And if I'm the University of Washington, if I'm Virginia Tech, I consider Tom Herman. Sure. That, I mean, if you're UMass, you better go there, and he won't take the UMass job. He, he's got some some job out there. He's got to take. Is right? his name stained like? He is a good coach. Look what he did at Houston. But is he to blame for anything that happened with that scandal of sorts with the, what was it? The spousal abuse of that uh, assistant coach for Ohio state. No, it's Tom Herman. He just, cause he'd get Herman Ohio state. No, Zach Smith is what he's referring to. But, but just cause Zach Smith was on the staff as Tom Herman, they both went to strip clubs or something. I, yeah, that's Tom what Herman was. didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, Tom Herman just got associated. Last time I checked, with, this is America. But right? he was. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to go to a strip club. Let the man. Wait, was it? What were they doing? They were taking uh taking other coaches to high school coaches to the strip clubs. Yeah, isn't that, <laughs> uh, isn't that protocol? He should have stayed in Texas. That's fucking perfect. You know, he belongs in the SEC. He should be at LSU. Let's be honest. <laughs> They're not. And he was originally gonna go to LSU before he took the Texas job. He would have been a perfect fit there. Crazy how that all worked out. Um. Yeah, I'm locking that thing up. That's a 9 a.m. kick. Also, uh, other 9 a.m. kick. Interesting matchup here: Florida Atlantic traveling to Bowling Green, Kentucky, to take on Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky laying 10. Florida Atlantic's been a disappointment this year in the CUSA. Nick, what are you doing here? You riding with your Hilltoppers? No, they really have been a disappointment. I think I took them to win the conference USA. I, you know, I, I, little flyer there, bet a uh, you know, future bet I made uh, in June or July or something. So five and five, I thought they would be better. Uh, Western Western Kentucky's been impressive. That offense is cranking here, but for some reason, I'm gonna go FAU one more time. Maybe Western Kentucky wins by touchdown, but ten points might be a hair too much. I'm actually gonna ride with the Hilltoppers. Think they get it done. I think there's too much offense for FAU. I don't like this game. So you, you very well might be right. Patty C. What are you doing? Well, FAU has only managed 13 and 16 points in the last two weeks. And is Western Kentucky still number one in the nation? Uh, they're right there. If not still in yeah. that range. So I think, actually, uh, I think I have that for you right here. Hang on 10 uh, points. They're number four in the nation in offense. I think 10 points is a manageable score here for Western Kentucky. Although not locking it. You know what? I'm right. I'm switching over. Screw FAU. I, I thought they were going to be better this year, and they 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 let me down big time. Willie so Taggart, man. Time. Willie Taggart. has crashed. Um. All right. 9 a.m. spot. Still, I don't know why they didn't put this game on tonight. Kent State travels to Akron. Tommy Arth is fired, guys. That's a job that's open. Tom Herman. Hey, he's got some success in the state of Ohio. <laughs> Probably won't take that job either. However. Kent State laying 13 at Akron. Akron's been a little chippy. I actually thought, call me crazy. I thought they should have kept Larth. I thought the team uh, was showing signs of life. Very, like, talk about going, growing at a snail's pace. Dude, they lost by five to Western Michigan last week. The week before, they lost by six to Ball State. These are teams, Ball State won the MAC last year. <laughs> well, I will say that looking back at, like, the history of MAC champions, there's not that much that separates any of these teams on any given year. I mean, we know they should have never fired Terry Bowden, but I just thought if you're going to invest in this young coach, then maybe give him another year, especially with the fact he had a battle COVID in the, in the middle of that shit. Um, what are you doing here? I'm, I'm going to lay the 13 though. I think Kent state's rolling and Kent state's playing for something still uh, to be bowl eligible. I'm going to ride with Kent state, the golden flashes too much offense against the, against the zips, Nick. I'm going Akron. Actually, give me the points at home. They have been chippy and I do think they've they're, they're making progress here. So uh, I think Kent wins by 10. There you go. Uh, I actually want to lean Nick here. I think, uh, I think Akron may, may have enough to keep it close. There you go. All right. Still the 9 a.m. spot, guys. South Florida travels to Tulane, uh, where Tulane is laying five and a half. It's too much. I think South Florida's playing good ball. I'm taking the Bulls plus five and a half. This is going to be a close one. I think Tulane's going to get the win and get that first FBS win. I don't know if you guys know this. Tulane still has not beat an FBS team. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, 
they took Tulsa to overtime last week and lost. So tough, tough times for the green wave. Can't uh, catch a break. South Florida plus five and a half. Sign me up, Nick. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I made the argument last week against when they were playing uh, Cincinnati that that South Florida's offense is starting to come around. I mean, they put up 42 on Houston, put up 28 on Cincinnati. I'm all over South Florida. I think it's potential money line play. Patty C. I mean, when you look at South Florida throughout the season, they only lost to Florida by 22. Obviously, Florida has proven to be bad, but that was when Florida was playing better football. BYU they only lost by eight. They're kind of having a similar season to. Uh, Tulane and that they're both better than their record indicates, but their quarterback play is so good recently that I got to ride with you guys, South Florida here, five and a half. And the last game of the 9 a.m. slate, Rutgers, Greg Schiano going back to good old State College, Pennsylvania, catching 18 points against Penn State. Give me Rutgers plus 18 in State College. Nick? Yeah, I agree. I mean, what does Penn State have to play for? You know, Penn State is one and four in their last five games with the only win over Maryland. Uh, and apparently their coach may be getting a promotion. I don't <laughs> you know, uh so yeah, give me Rutgers. I think this could be one of those games like uh, like the one a few weeks ago against uh, the Fighting Illini where it's just kind of a slugfest and kind of sloppy and uh Penn State's laying way too many points. Give me Rutgers. Patty, I saw the thing on Twitter where, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Just Franklin just lingered on the field and didn't talk to anyone. Just soaked in the, uh, the last whiteout of his career probably. But uh, this game is at uh, Penn state again. So I kind of wonder if there's any truth to that. That said, that is too many points. Rikers playing a little better football. Go, go Scarlet Knights. There you go. All right, folks. Well, this concludes part one of the college football experience week 12 preview and picks episode. Check out part two for the rest of the games as we get out of here right now.